Today, the very shy Brian Brobro's doll is in. We had a lot of things to cover. Two days worth, as a matter of fact. Shorty. Part one is next. I won't ever understand my shorties be mad when all I want to do is stick my toes in the sand. There's nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and such, but the nightlife in the city don't impress me much. I don't feel right in the club, I'd rather be out Sitting in my 14-footer catching some trout The fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm F-I-S-H-I-I-N Paul Bunyan country Well, yesterday I got to talk with Chip Lear. Now I get to talk to another one of the great minds and, and great personalities of Paul Bunyan Country Fishing, Brian Bro Brosdahl. Bro, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Kevin. Hey, uh, one thing I know about you, based on your social postings, is you don't like heat. So this is, cannot be a great time of year for you. Oh, my. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, when I'm out guiding and I look at people in my boat, and they're sweating around their neck, their armpits, and they're just drenched and dripping in their eyes. Yeah, I think I'm worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how much? Uh, how's this fun? I mean, I've been. What I try to do is find spots that are far apart so I can turn on the air conditioner that came with my boat. <laughs> well, bro, I got to tell you. Actually, go ahead. <laughs> I I uh, go through a lot of gas. When I don't have to, just because we drive around to cool off. <laughs> I hear that. Oh man! Um, so obviously, hot weather also can really hamper fishing, and it, this can't be the ideal time to catch a walleye right now. It's it's tough, but uh, as I've told my clients, when we when we get our limit, and sometimes it takes the whole trip, um, and then in June and July. June or I'm sorry, July and August. I'm half days only, but I, I kind of I kind of tweak it a little bit. I do long half days if they're not biting, just a half day. But if we're still getting them right at the end, I'll stay out another hour because it kind of bridges it. And there's no reason to be on the water at uh, between two and and six o'clock uh, trying to catch walleyes. And I guide for walleyes uh, primarily. Well, that's yeah. That's what people are, are looking for in this neck of the woods. Although there's plenty of other great fish to catch, but uh, that that is the challenge. And what are you finding right now? Um, how do we find and catch walleyes in this heat? Well, there you know the bottom bouncers are good on lakes that don't have uh, zebra mussels or are are not gin clear or just naturally the way they they have been. They haven't been hit by invasives to clear the water. Uh, you can use a bottom bouncer. And the spinner, uh, Leech Lake right now, uh, went through its mayfly time, but it's, it's starting to pick up on the rock reefs and uh, deeper edges. And water temperatures in the morning are 78 to 80 degrees in somebody's water. And Oof. that's really pretty high for this time of year. But some other lakes are in the middle 80s, the smaller ones. Um, I heard a report from around Lake near Squaw Lake was... Uh, 84 degree water and so you know that's that's a lot of heat but uh walleyes can take it panfish are pretty good uh maybe the sucker population 
will suffer in uh, tulabies, but we haven't really had a major die-off. If you remember years back, and everybody around the area from Brainerd, Bemidji, Grand Rapids, um, we used to have tulabies and suckers floating in the summertime, usually about the end of July, August, as the thermocline would shrink their area they could be, and as they try to find cool water and oxygen, they get trapped, and then, then they end up dying, which is a natural occurrence. It keeps populations in check, and what I see is, like, Leech Lake, Walker Bay especially is so loaded with, with tulabies, and a lot of the young-of-the-year tulabies and last year's tulabies, these walleyes eat them. And sometimes when you hook a fish, uh, they'll cough up whatever they're eating, and they're coughing up two small tulabies. And so if we do get a summer kill, which don't panic, um, we're going to get a better bite because there's a lot of feed in the lakes. There's a lot of lakes that are slow, not because of the heat, not because of anything else, but we had mayflies. Now they're switching over to crayfish when the crayfish start molting, and they have been molting. Um, and there's just so much food. So how do you attack something like that? Um, the best thing is check out some butterfly blades from Northland Tackle because no matter how you like to fish, if you want a bottom bounce or if you just like pulling a bullet sinker through the weeds, it's it's the rig for you because you can go slow with them, you can go fast with them, and it's kind of the the win-win of all different spinner combinations. And what it is is you're replacing a metal blade with this uh, real heavy-duty, like, mylar plastic blade that spins really kind of a neat, irregular kind of uh, uh, thing. And it comes with single hook or double hooks, but you can use it with crawlers or any of that. But here's the difference. When you're using a bottom bouncer, you let it out slow, you hit the bottom, and then lift up. So you got this big wire with a weight, and uh, you're going... You're trolling about 1.2, 1.4 mile an hour, um, and you don't drag it across the bottom. There, I get a lot of people getting a boat. They just want to let out a mile of line, and they reel in a big pile of weeds and slime, but you touch the bottom and lift it up. And it's it's a little bit of work because you you're holding a, a one-and-a-half to two-ounce bottom bouncer off the bottom. So it's a, it's a shoulder workout by the end of the day, you know, off of a seven-foot rod. But if you want to go light and finesse and, and catch a lot of bites, you, you take a bullet sinker, quarter-ounce bullet sinker, get up to speed with your boat, and with a spinning reel, pitch the rig behind your boat. If you have to shorten it up, that's fine. You can't cast a, a seven-foot rig. Cut it down to about four-foot, maybe even three-foot. When you're going along the weed line, you don't need as long a rig. And these uh, butterfly blades work really well. So get up to speed. Pitch them out after you've marked your weed line and go. And this works great on Bemidji, Leech Lake, uh, Park Rapids Lakes, everything from here to Grand Rapids and down to Brainerd. It's a main staple, but now that we have the warm water, you could still jig, but jig aggressively and use an impulse plastic tail. Um, it's that time of year where instinctive reactive strikes are, are really something to remember um you could rip a bait but if you put a minnow on this time year it's not quite the same you know you it's going through the water the minnows die right away because they're going from cold water to warm water and so you got this dead minnow on your jig and it doesn't move like plastics and this is that time of year where 
actually really enjoy it. They don't like this, the real hot days like <laughs> 94. But, but I love having a plastic on. Nobody's baiting hooks all day. You just, once in a while, you have to replace the tail, but you'll put a, uh, a smelt minnow, impulse smelt minnow on a um, RZ jig or a long shank fireball and pitch it out there and rip it. And you're, you're like, how could a walleye, boom, catch it. They catch it just like that. And they chase it and hit it, and you're getting an instinctive reactive strike. So the whole thing to remember is if you're pitching into weeds, don't just drag to the side because you're going to run through weeds. Hop it straight up and let it fall. So you're you're bouncing it over the stocks and then letting it fall back in. And you're going to hook weeds here and there, but the, the beauty of plastic, you just pop it right through, and, and if you just keep you know, getting full of weeds, getting more to the edge or fine pockets. But uh, even a, a little uh, impulse uh, curly tail works really good this time of year. Um, so you could fish any way you want to for walleyes uh, still. It's just a little tweak. You know, throw a, throw plastics on the back of that jig and even go a little heavier than you like to. If you are if you like fishing an eighth ounce or sixteenth, go to a quarter because it falls fast and it, it just really shakes them up. He's Brian Brovrosdahl, and this is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Don't forget, we're online, kbunsportsradio.com. Click podcast, click Paul Bunyan Country. And we're also on social. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Brian Brovrosdahl is my guest today. We're talking how to catch fish in hot weather and actually hot water. We've talked a lot, a lot about weed fishing. That's a great place to find fish, no doubt. A lot of walleyes still go, obviously go deep as well. Do you do much uh, with the deep walleyes or you stick around the weeds? Well, you know, here's, uh, here's the thing. You can catch walleyes just about any depth. There is, you know, it depends on what you're after. If you're fishing deep, um, there's a good chance in this type of heat that most fish over 24 feet, even if they swim away when you release, are going to die. And, you know, the numbers game's great if you're up at red and eight feet of water, but if you come running up to me and tell me you just pulled a 25 fish out of 40 to 50 feet of water, you, what are you doing? You know, it's it's not good for the fish. Uh, not this time of year, especially. Uh, most of the time, they die anyway. But if you got a school of eaters, that's something else. If, you could, if you're really good at reading your graph and you can see their size structure on, on your hummingbird. Uh, but most of the time, weeds are the giver of life. They're full of food. Um, they they got oxygen, and they're still kind of green out there. The problem we have in our in the North Country right now is we have a lot of algae in the weeds. And so if you just drag stuff through, you get slimed up. But uh, there are fish out deeper. If you're talking darker lakes, what I mean by dark, the un, un, uh, uh, the non-zebra mussel lakes, um, there are fish, a lot of fish in that 20 to high 30s as far as water depth. And um, But then the main lake of Leech Lake, uh, you might find fish down to about 22, 24 um, along the edges of deep water. Um, but there's still a lot of fish there. They're going to be in the outer rock reefs that face the deep water and then, uh, steep points. Um, then pick your, pick your lakes. You know, there's some lakes where there's deep lakes where still 
those fish could be down deep and gorging on tulipies, but they're up shallow. And it's still kind of a, when we get really hot water, uh, especially on Bemidji, which is a lake that's known to have super deep bites in the fall, um, there's still walleyes that come up right on the shallow tops. And one of the best presentations is to troll a, a Northland uh, jig spinner or a mimic minnow with a chunk of crawler or a fathead, pitch it out there and troll it. Uh, just, you know, looks like a crappie bait, but it, you can hammer a bunch of walleyes and perch and northerns, everything on it. It's walleyes uh, do go shallow, and it's cool underneath those weeds. They'll go shallow to digest their food, but also to hunt. And so there's a, a shallow bunch of fish, and there's a deep bunch. But I'd rather go shallow just to not... I have so much mortality, unless you know there's a school of smaller fish out deeper. Okay. And the thing about fishing in the weeds, bro, is, you you know, you'll run across some panfish, some bass, uh, some northerns, and if you're in the right lake, maybe even a muskie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Whenever we go to the weeds, we know there's lots of critters in there, and you're going to get a lot of bites, so you have to be able to survive the uh, all the hungry mouths. So when you go to the bait shop, load up on... You know, get uh, a bunch of crawlers, leeches, even fatheads. Just a simple fathead on the back of uh, a spinner works great. There's times I've been up at Red, and they'll take a fathead over anything else, and then the next time you go, they want a leech. And you don't need jumbo leeches when you go to Red. Just grab some mediums. They work great on a spinner. Jumbos are just something that's going to get pulled off. Uh, Another uh, way you could fish is uh, use slip obbers and, uh, you know, on Mille Lacs, long time ago, I don't even know who came up with it, but because so many people have done it, but speed corking is driving around marking fish and have your your knot of your slip bobber set to the depth of where you're seeing the fish. If you're in 20 feet of water and the fish are uh, five feet off the bottom, you only need two arm lengths in a little bit, you know, so you're, you just need to be 15 feet down. And uh, you drive around, you see the fish, you drop the drop the bait on them so just means that as soon as you see that signal pitch it right behind the boat or a little bit past like 10 feet behind the boat then pull away and and stop and look back at the bobber and and the reason you pull away is so the fish just will will feed and not be inhibited by the boat hovering over them and it works really well as a matter of fact we i was uh fishing in the graha and i watched people doing it and uh and it was really effective and got to see see that in action. Even though I had it tied up, I had other plans. But So you can actually uh, speed cork or uh, find the fish and um, anchor up with spot lock and, and pitch out a spread of bobbers where you know they're swimming through because fish never stop swimming. You can Sometimes on some lakes you could see them. You could see the walleyes, and you could see them swimming by. They never sit still. They're cagey. If they're sitting still and you look down there and it's kind of just sitting there, it's probably a perch, a a bigger perch or a rock bass. Walleyes keep moving, so find a good ambush spot, uh, like a a steep corner or a point, uh, uh, hit spot lock and pitch bobbers back there. And remember, you don't have to be a foot off the bottom. These fish this time of year are used to grabbing mayflies and and other stuff hatching, midges, mayflies. So try three, four feet off the bottom or even more, and uh, you'll be surprised. And I use a little, a gamma katsu hook, 
you, you can't beat an octopus style hook. Uh, put it about two, two and a half feet below a swivel. A little bullet sinker or barrel sinker. If you're in weeds, bullet sinker. If you're outside of the weeds, just a barrel sinker. And get a uh, Northland Light Bite Bobber. They got a brass grommet in the top, so you don't need to use beads. That knot stops perfect on that. And so just a bobber, a uh, sinker, swivel, a little bit of line to a Gamma Catsu hook, or an RZ jig head. You can get a little 116th or an 8th ounce jig head. And uh, even smaller, go with a um, down to a 32nd ounce with a leech. And, and try different colors, green, chartreuse, uh, blue and white, pink, and uh, use that with your leech. You'll be surprised. So if you like slip slip bobbing, you can do that. Um, and then another thing. So there's a lot of different things on the menu. Uh, Northland makes a puppet minnow, which is like a jig and wrap, uh, more affordable version that works just as good. Get some puppet minnows in a PM3 or PM4, and that's a forward swimming bait that you use in the wintertime, two hooks and a treble hook, and go out and pitch that on the, you know deep humps or sand, uh, hop it and bounce it just like you're ripping a, uh, a blade bait. And, um, you know, don't go anywhere there's a lot of logs. You'll snag into them, but rip, throw that out there and rip it back, and you'll be surprised. The walleyes just smash it, and you'll catch pike. But make sure... Uh, when you're handling fish with that, have an extra long needle nose because a fish with uh, three hooks in his mouth slashing is, you don't want to be a trip to the uh, to minute, clinic, minute, minute Clinic or Sanford. You want to, want to be safe, so bring a long nose, needle, needle nose, and, um, and approach with caution. But they do work really well. I don't use them as much around clients because, some of them don't really fish that often, and it's just uh, it's, it's a weapon if you miscast. He's Brian Bilbrosdahl. I'm Kev Jackson, and we've got more next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Hey, don't forget, the first-ever Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament, also sponsored by Coca-Cola of Bemidji. Very unique tournament. All you need to do is download the Fish Donkey app, find the United Way Bemidji Tournament, and get registered and that's it. You're in. One $200 fee for your two-person team, and you're in two tournaments. There's a bass tournament and a walleye tournament. And, yes, you can win both. First place in each division, $3,000 based on 100 boats. And they have prizes through the top nine spots. You can fish any lake in Beltrami, Clearwater, and Hubbard counties. And you have three days to fish from 7 a.m. Friday, July 24th or 2 o'clock that Sunday. It's catch, photo, and release. And the Fish Donkey app does all the work. Get more details at unitedwaybemidji.org or download the Fish Donkey app. Great cause, and it's going to be a great tournament. The Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament, also sponsored by Coca-Cola, as well as Nailers, First National Bank Bemidji, Publing and Communications, Hills Plumbing and Heating, Amity Graphics, Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service, Acme Tools, Dick's Plumbing and Heating, L&M Fleet Supply, Northwoods Bait and Tackle, Sanford Health, Visit Bemidji, Northland Fishing Tackle, and of course, Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. This is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Bro Brosed all my guests today. They say that patience is a virtue. This time of year with fishing, it's a requirement. Oh, absolutely. We've had many times in the four and a half hours into the trip, and I pride myself on trying to get people a limit of eaters because that's there's people who eat one meal of fish a whole year that come up, and I, and I want to 
do good for them, but sometimes it's tough, and it, we're into the last hour, and it's a patience thing. Uh, it's slow, and then the wind picks up, the pressure uh, needle on the barometric pressure moves up or down, and next thing you know, you got fish swimming through, and you hammer them. And, uh, but you can't catch fish if you don't go. I always mention, even if it's slow, um, we're still catching fish. In a slow day, still, there's a lot of fish in that, in that live well or that we've caught and released. And so you got to get out there and enjoy it. In summertime, uh, like even today, it's a little cooler out. It's in the, it's 66 and probably going to hit 80s. But when you get wind, it's gorgeous out there and it's a lot of fun. But there's a lot of fish to catch. We've got largemouth uh, bass out in the walleye areas where there's weeds uh, on different lakes. We've got smallies, northerns, muskies. Are you're fighting a walleye? The muskie doesn't know what it is. Just sees something flashing, and been seeing some really big muskies. They're active, so people love muskie fishing. Get out there. They they keep coming after the fish we're reeling in. So. That means that they're ready to go and can't have a better summer than this. Muskies love warm water, and we're going to see if it stays warm. You're going to see some massive muskie catches, and uh, it'll be fun. They'll hit topwaters a lot more. Um, but this is a good time for everybody to get out. The, the bass and the panfish have all spawned, and bluegills and crappies are on the outer weed line. The deepest weed lines of any given lake facing the open basin are going to hold your your crappies and bluegills and by all accounts crappie fishing would be just phenomenal this time of year and they school on the outer areas just make sure you're ready to hit spot lock and hold on them and, and just take what you need you know you don't want to do any sorting in warm water and a little recommendation um bring a cooler with ice and when you go to the bait shop and do support your bait shops get an extra bag and put your fish in a bag inside a cooler keep them cold and in a bag so they don't stink up your cooler. That's what I've been doing. And that way, at the end of the day, you're not flaying fish that are 80 degrees. You're flaying cold fish. They're fresh and they're cold. Uh, just the best way is to throw fish on. Or if you have a stinky cooler, uh, throw the fish on ice. It's the best way to keep your fish. Then in a live well at surface temperature. Um, prior to the heat uh, wave, how had fishing been this year? It's It was r- really good. It was it was it was phenomenal, but different. It wasn't your typical bite. Uh, the water temperatures warmed really fast, but yet the fish were still following a different rule book than what we think. You think, okay, now the window is here, the temperature is here, but the fish are still okay. It's not time yet, and they they weren't showing up in areas till later. It feels um, it, the fish are kind of right where they should be right now. But they weren't following the temperature. They were following their own little instinct. And uh, so, you know, when you think the fish are going to be somewhere and they're not, for instance, um, you know, they're following the, the bug hatches, which seemed to go on forever. This this year, the mayflies on a lot of lakes just kept coming out for about three weeks, just on and off, and little flurries with husks floating on the surface. Uh, the midge fly hatch was amazing, but it, it did slow down. On most lakes, uh, about two weeks ago, uh, but some lakes are a little later, some are earlier, depending on water depth. You get a deep, cold lake; it's behind everything, and you know there's still a lot of great bites. And in this area, there's a lot of wonderful lakes. You know, north, south, east, west. We got quite a menu of lakes, and um, so you can find different bites. But for the most part, 
I would say in the area from Bemidji to Brainerd, Black Duck to Grand Rapids, there are a lot of lakes that are I probably you better call your bait shop or stop in and buy something. There's a lot of lakes I wouldn't go to right now uh, if you're after walleye, but might be really good for largemouth. Um, you know, there's they might be dead for might be slow for walleyes, but the but there's other things to get. Um, jumbo perch are biting really well, and they're going to get better in the next week or two. Uh, after the mayfly hatch, the, the perch, generally, the big perch, tend to drop off the side. As soon as the bugs start coming up, the big flies, they don't wait for them to come to the surface. They go down to where they come from, the origin, the mud, the deep mud, and they're hard to get because they're absolutely stuffed with mayflies. But in the next week or two, they're going to rise up. we got phenomenal perch fishing coming up on all the lakes. And it doesn't matter where you want to go. If you want to go to Leeds or Winnie, Winnie's is full of perch. They're not the super jumbos, but they do exist in there. Uh, Bemidji has some nice perch. There are a lot of different opportunities out there. And as far as walleyes, they're, you know, you could just, just about go to any lake in the area. And we're lucky. We have uh, great fishing. And go to Red. If you want to get a meal of fish, it's not as crowded. If you go on a Saturday, expect a few people. <laughs> but <laughs> if, if, you want to, if you want to go get bit, Go to red, and it's always changing as as from opener day till now. They bit really well. Then they got then they start getting little thirteen inches and not much for big ones. And then all of a sudden the big ones are back. You know, so red is constantly changing depending on the food sources. And you know, you could fish um, the rocks in the south end. There's rocks all over in that lake. Uh, Center Island is still on our side. You know, that's a big sandbar in the middle. Uh, maybe a little bit of granite under there holding it there. Um, the north end has more weeds and rock stringers coming off the shore. There's a lot of places to fish in that on that area, the east side of Red, that we can fish in. It's just a it's an easy fishery. Uh, just get a Northland bottom bouncer, uh, about a uh, ounce and a half, and uh, some crawler haulers or butterfly blades. Remember, the water's dark, so even on the bright days. You're going to catch fish and go through there and, and troll those spinners and and you're going to be fishing in about eight or eight or so feet of water, nine feet of water, and follow some kind of edge and you'll see boats out there and you'll see nets. So, you know, just keep an eye on things and uh, if you want to get bit, if you want to play the easy, you push the easy button, go to red. Um, if you want an adventure, get out and enjoy Leech Lake or Bemidji, one of these bigger bodies of water. Um, it's going to be really good in my prediction in, in the next week. They're going to just start showing up uh, even more more and more shallow. So the trollers in the crowd, you're going to have fun. A lot more to come with Bro Brosdahl tomorrow. He gives us some great insights on Lake Winnie. We talk about some of his concerns and get his thoughts on the new Panfish Initiative. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for joining us. Now we're going fishing. Fun by the end. <laughs>